for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Steve Berman, who covers the Oakland A's for the Athletic, about the potential relocation of the Oakland A's to Las Vegas, how all of the stadium discussion went down with the Board of Supervisors of Alameda County last week. Also, they've just lost their manager, Bob Melvin, interviewed for the Padres job, accepted the Padres job, and he's now headed to the National League West for at least the next three years, it sounds like, as manager of one of the hottest up-and-coming teams in all of baseball. All things we can talk about with Steve Berman, who joins me next. Today is Monday, November 1st. It's a pleasure to welcome back into the podcast Steve Berman. He, of course, covers the Oakland A's. I say Oakland, uh, that's like temporarily. I, do we put that in brackets, Steve? Do we do we like throw that into something that could be changed from Oakland to Las Vegas by the next time we talk, man? Yeah, we could switch it up uh, at any point. That's what the A's want us to believe anyway. Steve Berman covers the Portland A's for the Athletic. Uh, we can <laughs> <laughs> we just wedge in different The Vancouver Athletics will just wedge in different stuff and, and see how it works out. So maybe that's a place to start. We'd initially wanted to get in touch with you to talk a little bit of stadium stuff. And it's never a really fun conversation talking city council stuff or decisions from the city as to whether or not they're going to allow the A's to do this. What's the latest from this past week or last week on what went down with the city of Oakland and where they stand on a stadium deal? You weren't kidding. It was actually Alameda County's Board of Supervisors meeting, and it was about nine hours long of discussion. There was a break in the middle of it but around six o'clock. But yeah, it just kept going and going and going. And this was after three hours of meeting, and I was watching it on the Zoom feed and having to wade through a bunch of COVID talk where people were calling in with their uh, complaints about vaccine mandates before they actually got to the A's situation. So yeah, it's super confusing. Really what the county did was they actually approved a non-binding vote by a vote of four to one to consider being a part of the city's plan, which was to have what they call an EIFD, which is essentially just... You're taking tax revenue that is created by a project, property tax revenue, and using that to pay back the A's for the infrastructure improvements that they're going to put around the stadium. We're talking about sidewalks and roads and pedestrian passageways and all these sorts of things. And the city, when they gave their term sheet to the A's, they wanted the county to also be involved. So so the, so the county is going to at least consider it. So it doesn't actually mean that anything has been approved. However, if the county said no this week, then the project effectively would have been buried. So it's the best news you could possibly get, but there still means there's going to be a lot more to do. The, there has to be an environmental impact report that's uh, submitted. Hopefully that'll happen in the next month or so, but who knows the way that these timelines have gone. Then the city has to approve that, and the city has to actually approve the project, and then there's also going to be a lot of uh, legal wrangling that goes on with this too. So we're still talking months out from any sort of resolution here. I guess some of the other good news, though, is that both the mayor of Las Vegas and the governor of Nevada recently in podcasts over the last uh, couple weeks have noted that uh, they think that the A's are just using Vegas as leverage And there's also really no appetite in the state of Nevada to give tax money to the A's. And I think that was one of the things the A's wanted to do is say, hey, you know, that Raiders money, let's get some of that for us. 
Give me some of that Raider Stadium money. That's what I want that they did it out at the Big Al at Allegiant Stadium. Is there anybody to blame here? Like, is it more on the A's? Is it more on the city of Oakland or the county of Alameda? Like, is there, it's a lot of mumbo jumbo. It's a lot of this going back and forth and environmental impact reports like you're talking about. But is there any one side that it feels like, you know, you just mentioned Vegas feels like they're being used as kind of a pawn in this as, as a maybe leverage. But I think A's fans feel like Vegas is being used as leverage towards the city of Oakland as well. So kind of playing two sides of a coin here. What's your read on this? Well, in terms of the Vegas thing in particular, it seems like a joint effort by the A's and MLB in order to sort of push this along with Oakland. So there's a lot of reasons why you should be skeptical about the Las Vegas situation. The main one to me is that Las Vegas is is a potential expansion site. And baseball does want to expand by a couple teams. They have 30 right now. They'd love to get up to 32. Moving the A's there would take away an expansion site and mean that the Bay Area would only have one team. So there'll be a lot of people upset about this. One, the expansion money would be a, a larger fee, you know, maybe like $2 billion, a larger fee than a relocation fee would be. Two, the other teams in the National League West would be none too pleased if the Giants were left with the Bay Area market all to themselves. The Dodgers share the market with the Angels. You know, the Padres are right down the road. Those teams would be pretty darn upset to say, oh, yeah, now the other half of California is just all Giants country. I mean, the Giants are already in a pretty nice spot financially as it is. So so a lot of uh, people can kind of connect the dots and say, eh, maybe this, this Vegas thing is more of a stalking horse type of deal than an actual thing. But in terms of the work being done between the city of Oakland and the A's, I think there's a little bit of a misconception that like both sides are completely incompetent just in terms of getting the stadium figured out. I think both sides are actually working really hard and spending a lot of money on these plans. And, you know, this bureaucracy just comes with the process. But I think the one clumsy thing that has happened was how the A's have used Las Vegas. You know, the Cavill's tweet from the hockey game, the Golden Knights game, the constant mentioning of parallel paths. So that's done a lot to actually rankle the city council members. It's obviously bothered the fans quite a bit. And now it seems like it's also kind of bothering the people in Nevada and Las Vegas as well. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. What's curious about all this, and it sort of just brings us up to our next uh, point of conversation here, is the exit of Bob Melvin that happened the same day or the day after some of that stadium news came out after the the meeting uh, from the County of Alameda, the Board of Supervisors meeting. Bob Melvin takes a three-year deal to go down to the San Diego Padres. As a Giants guy, I look at that and I'm like, well, damn, that's a, that's a great hire by the Padres, moving in one of the best managers in baseball, a player manager. Then you look at the A's roster and, and you sort of wonder, why was this allowed? Why did David Forst allow? Bob Melvin to go interview elsewhere. Do you have any read on that? Pretty interesting, right? Because back in 2017, the Yankees tried to seek permission to interview Bob Melvin and the A's said no at that time. And this time, the A's said, fine, Melvin, you can go interview with the Padres. And there was no, there was nothing sent back in return. There were, you know, no players sent back, nothing like that, no cash considerations. So the A's just said, yeah, you can have him, even though he's signed for next year with us. So I think what was going on in 2017, the main difference was the A's had a pretty cheap and talented team coming up through the ranks you know the, they knew that they had the mats Olsen and Chapman coming up so they had a, sort of a young core that they knew was going to be able to compete for and contend for a while now it seems like that it was kind of their last hurrah probably last season seems like Melvin probably knew that the A's were probably going to start slashing and burning this offseason, which is something that fans have been worried about ever since they kind of went all in at the deadline and traded for those four veterans. 
and didn't make the postseason. And then after the season, you know, Melvin and Forrest are saying, well, you know, the, with the stadium situation as it is, you know, the budget's probably not going to go up any higher. I think they're actually probably going to cut payroll quite a bit. So it's not only the fact that you're going to see the free agents probably leave for other destinations, but guys who are up for arbitration raises, those guys who are part of that young core in 2017, 18, 19, guys like Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya, Frankie Montas, those guys are due big arbitration raises. So you might see those guys start to get dealt as well. Yeah, that was a report from Buster Olney. It was either late Thursday night or, or early Friday morning where he talked about guys like Matt Olson, who's only 28 years old. Uh, he could be let go. Matt Chapman, not let go, but traded. Matt Chapman, a guy who is the third highest uh, salary on the roster right now at $9.5 million. It's crazy when you look at their roster. I, I've been looking at this on Track, and, and you see that like $12 million for Matt Olson makes up about 15% of their salary, and they're talking about cutting salary off of this roster. If you had to not select or pick which guy to keep, if you had to guess, are, are Matt Olson and Matt Chapman on the opening day roster for the A's. The other guy I look at is probably Sean Manaya, who's making over $10 million. Yeah, so those figures on Track are actually MLB Trade Rumors does estimates for what guys are going to make in arbitration, and then Track just slots that in as if that's the actual figure. But what you're saying is going to be true anyways, because MLB Trade Rumors estimates have proven to be extremely accurate over the years. So that's probably about what they're going to all, all those guys are going to get. So you're talking about with Bassett, Manaya. Olsen and Chapman making, you know, maybe around a combined $40 million. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the opening day payroll for the A's is around $40 million. I actually, at this point now, with, with Melvin leaving the way that he did, for a while I was thinking they might keep some of these arbitration-eligible guys and just roll with them, maybe add some cheap free agents. Now I... I it seems like there's a really good chance that all these guys are going to get dealt. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You saw Andrew Baggerly's tweet probably yesterday uh, saying, you know, Sean Manaya and Chris Bassett would look really good in the Giants rotation. I mean, that's something that's going to make A's fans just, you know, turn in their foam tridents for real pitchforks and storm uh, the Coliseum. But at this point, actually, I think the A's fans are kind of uh, in a state of apathy at this point because it's just been such a disappointing run for these last several months. So many bad things have happened. And now with Melvin leaving, it just sort of portends a really bad offseason for the A's where they probably will deal two, three, maybe even all four of those guys. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's so sad for A's fans, too, that now have to deal with potentially losing their team and losing the players that have been homegrown yet again. It's just been such a sad cycle for them for so many years. Sort of the next thought, then, would be who takes over this team? Who's the guy that could bleed them into the next wave of, of Oakland A's baseball or wherever it may be? I don't think Bobby Crosby's quite ready yet to be a manager at the big league level. Is Ron Washington a guy that would be considered? I think he is a guy who would be considered. I mean, he obviously has a, a pass with the A's and a good reputation there for how he's worked with players, especially infielders. I think uh, Ryan Christensen is probably a guy who's going to get some thought there. If he doesn't, he'll probably end up going and working with Melvin in San Diego. So that's something to look at, too. Mark Kotze is a guy who's gotten managerial interest around the league before. Uh, he interviewed with the Tigers recently, I think before last season. I'm not sure if he's someone that the A's are, would be considering for their manager role, but it's possible he coached third base not all that well at certain times during last season where 
he had like four guys thrown out at the plate in like a five game span and I had something like I'd never seen before in baseball the the amount of guys getting thrown out at the plate that that often but I think he still will get some consideration Ron Washington would be sort of the the popular choice does Washington want to come to this team I, I guess you know there's only 30 managerial jobs open and he'd love to get another shot you're essentially just knowing that you're going to go in for a rebuild maybe that's something he'd be interested in I don't know I think whoever it is though they're going to make a lot less money than Bob Melvin made uh, last season and was going to make uh, this season I think it was about 3.5 to 4 million dollars with the A's are paying him so I think they're going to save quite a bit of money no matter who they hire yeah it seemed like the biggest questions this offseason were going to be about stadium stuff now it's about who the manager is and who's on the roster it's become a much more tumultuous offseason for the Oakland A's Steve I always appreciate the coverage man I love talking ball with you and uh, and come by anytime man thanks for coming on yeah thanks for having me on Adam Great stuff from Steve Berman. Uh, always fun talking baseball with him. He does a great job uh, covering the A's. And make sure you go over to theathletic.com and check out his article on Bob Melvin exiting the A's. A lot of players already upset about it. You saw Chris Bassett tweet last week. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy because it happened. He's one of the best managers in all of baseball. He's the all-time winningest manager in Oakland A's history. They'll have to find a new one now, as you mentioned, as we mentioned with Steve, some of the names and candidates, Ron Washington, potentially Mark Kotze, even Ryan Christensen could be on that list. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We got plenty more Warrior basketball to talk about this week. They take on the Charlotte Hornets this week, the upstart Charlotte Hornets. We can also get more into some 49er football after the game against the Chicago Bears. Last week, they'll take on the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. The Cardinals coming in with a little extra time to prepare. They also now have a loss on that record. All things we can talk about in the days and weeks ahead. Until Wednesday, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then. Oh, oh!